0: Hey, this is Ryan Chapman with Fix Your Funnel. And in today's interview series, I'm privileged to have the wonderful Sally Sparks Cousins. Do you go by the full name?
1: Yeah. Yes, I okay, do. Good. Well, some people call me Sally Sparkle just because, but yeah, Sally yeah, Sparkle. That's a bit cousin, of your yeah.
0: brand, isn't it? What's the name of your company again? It's
1: <laughs> It's called the Sparkle Class Academy.
0: Now, you've got a really interesting business because you know who your people are and you're very mm-hmm. focused on who they are. Who are your yep. people?
1: Well, my people, they call themselves the Sparkle Sisters or the Sparklers. They're uh, female coaches, consultants, healers, and course creators. And we've really created a whole community. And they, you know, even though it's called the Sparkle Class Academy, They say, oh, we're hanging out inside of the sparkle world and (laughs) and we share the sparkle love and uh, where everything kind of revolves around the world, the word sparkle. So yeah, it's been pretty cool. And and people are always tagging me in anything that sparkles, you know, sparkling cars and sparkling shoes.
0: (laughs) I I think that's really great. Trent and I, my brother, who's also my business partner, we kind of had that with our first company that used Infusionsoft, which was called Short Sale Genius. And all Mm -hmm. of the people that were part of our network of real estate, because we were helping real estate agents negotiate with banks for short sales, which is when the home was worth less than the mortgage. Mm -hmm. And so they really needed help fighting the banks because the banks were just taking advantage of them. And so we created a a network and they called themselves short sale geniuses, you know, and it was the geniuses and then the rest of the morons. I mean, that's a little (laughs) harsh, but you know, (laughs) That's the way they felt as they were dealing with the agents that didn't understand the approach that we taught because they tend to make the transaction more complicated and difficult. So there was kind of a, the people in the know and the people who don't, and there was a sense of community. There were phrases that we had that, you know, everybody knew those phrases that were in the network that were out. They wouldn't understand it. They think you're speaking a foreign language. Sometimes I kind of picked up when we were talking before we started recording that you have that in the sparkle network. You have, Uh, language that people that are part of your group, your community really understand and it creates a sense of family almost.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was by design. I uh, do help people with personal branding. And so by design, we've really focused in around kind of starting, it's kind of like the sparkle lingo or yeah, we share the sparkle love. You hear the term, you know, your uh, zone of genius or your genius zone. Uh, We call it your inner sparkle and uh, so share your inner sparkle with the world and uh, yeah so we've really really branded everything around that sparkle and the girls come in and they're like hey sparkle sisters and talking to each other and it's yeah it's really fabulous yeah
0: i think that's underestimated frequently people don't realize the power of creating that community that language just having this mission you're really clear on who you serve Mm-hmm. which is really important because a lot of business owners, as you know, they get lost on thinking they serve everybody.
1: Oh, I have to say though, I have niched my niche so many times. When I first started in business, I wanted to help every female entrepreneur, but I found the more niche I got, not just with my, with my audience, but also with the programs that I used that I'm able to serve so much better and attract yes. you know, a more higher caliber of people as well.
0: Yeah, I think there's some real value to identifying who do I serve the best? Who do I help the best? And just focusing exclusively on them so that your energy doesn't get dissipated with people who aren't in alignment with what you're about and what you can do. And that I think that's so valuable because I think so many people, especially right now, we're recording this as I think we're in like week two of the lockdown in yes. the United States. I don't know how long it's been in Australia. I know you have clients all over the world, not just in Australia or the United States. Oh, yeah.
1: I'm hearing stories from all different places around the world and, and all the different varieties of lockdown from military patrol out in the streets and to other people that are very relaxed with the whole thing. So, yeah, I'm hearing all the different types of stories all around the world daily.
0: But people in business that don't have clarity about who they serve and what they do, Really struggle more, I think, in these situations than those mm-hmm. that are clear on what it is they're about. And it, it, my brother and I are planning on doing a little series for the fixture funnel community of talking about things that we learned during the last downturn because we started our short sale genius business in 2007.
1: Oh, okay. and if you think yeah.
0: about what time that was economically for quite a few people we we discovered some things that really helped us to succeed because we actually did better than we, than we did any other time. It was kind of <laughs> what we launched out into the stratosphere. And so, you know, I think that that can't be understated enough, what you've done with your whole branding, your language, creating this community, this group, because that has much more like long-lasting effect than just what you do.
1: Yeah, I think we're really lucky with this community that we've built, especially with everything that's going on in the world right now, because so many people are stuck at home and the the community that we've built is a hundred percent online. So we've been able to continue in business daily, apart from the stories that we're getting coming in from the sparkle world, we're all still together. We get to see each other every single day. But yeah. We're kind of lucky that we've built this model. <laughs> Uh, It was like almost, you know, pre-planning for when everything went online. It's been great.
0: Yeah, you know, sometimes that happens. I think we were pretty Mm -hmm. lucky with what we started too. So, Mm -hmm. So, but interestingly enough, you have a background That started in education and now you're still in education but in just a different format right
1: yeah yeah so I was teaching in universities and TAFEs in different art schools teaching marketing and uh, communication design photography all around Melbourne and Geelong here in Australia and what I found when I was teaching what I loved the most were the students that weren't afraid to come and knock on the staff room door and in between class, ask for help. I always found that those are the students that always had the best results when it came to actually follow through because they weren't afraid to ask um, for help outside of, you know, your standard class Mm -hmm. times. So when I created the Sparkle Class Academy, I've taken that style of teaching in a university into an online platform so like normal courses are you know lots of little mini uh, lessons and then maybe the course creator might come in once a month and do like an office hours or maybe once a fortnight and do an office hours live to you know the entire fleet of people that they've gotten into the course where I've done mine using that university model so what we have is on a Monday they get a lecture. So just like at university, we get a 90 minute lecture where I lay out the week's topics and then I give them little tasks or mini assessments to do that are actually actionable tasks that they can implement in their marketing and automation. And then Between 8am and 4pm here in Australia, either myself or one of my team members, we actually sit inside what we call the virtual office space or our little sparkle room and all of the students can come in and it's like knocking on the staff room door and they come in and they either they sit in there with their sound off and their camera on or off, it's totally up to them. But as soon as they get stuck, they can go, oh, is somebody there? Can Sally, can you can you show me where I need to click to put that button to make that integration work? Or you'll hear them help each other. Like, Hey, is somebody available to go through my funnel and make sure all of my integrations are working. And then another student might go, yeah, look, I'd, I'd love a break. Send me the link and I'll do it for you. So they get to sit in there all day. And I do have set class times where You know, we have a set time every day where I'm literally just there to answer questions. Right. But, and then they can listen and learn from others. But outside of class time, we have literally somebody there from eight to four for eight weeks that they can come in and just ask, or just sit there quietly and work alongside. It's like sitting in an office environment in little cubicles, you know, and And you can just turn on your sound and ask for help. But then on Friday night, you know, sometimes the wine comes out and we're all sitting around at the end of the week, catching up, saying what worked and what didn't. So we get to learn about their kids and their families and and all of that stuff as well. It
0: really creates this family feeling from anywhere in the world.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And the fact is, is like the virtual office space is open 24 seven. So even though I might not be there 24 seven, they're in there helping each other. We've got returned students that have come back four or five times and they're further ahead than some of the new students. So like the, the, the students that have come back four or five times and now you know they've got some crazy automation set up they know how to run fabulous facebook ads they know how to you know do their pixels and their custom conversions and retargeting ads and they're starting to understand how to read those sexy numbers because i love reading people's sexy numbers that's another thing that i get super excited about is looking at what their conversions are and then helping them so we talk about standard conversions so what the industry standards are and then we've got the sparkle standards so you know we Want them to get forty to sixty percent uh, opt-in uh, from their landing pages, where industry standards are twenties. So again, there's our branding falling in there as well. But yeah, that community. It I feel so blessed to be surrounded by so many amazing women daily just coming into this podcast before I came over to see you, I was in a room with three other women and we were just catching up for the morning and telling each other what we were going to do for the day and what we were focusing on working on. So, yeah.
0: We fix your funnel. We have a daily morning meeting because we're virtual. We have people in California and Arizona and uh, Utah Mm -hmm. and we have someone anywhere else. I can't remember, but you know, Oh, Canada. So we just, we kind of chat about, okay, what's, what's our objectives today, anything up that we need to be paying attention to that kind of orienting. We didn't always do that. But once we started doing that, I saw a huge improvement in the Mm -hmm. whole business. And so I can imagine even with that group, you know, being able to orient with some other people can make a huge difference. You do something kind of unique. You are on a eight weeks on eight weeks off schedule Mm -hmm. for your courses. So when you have, a group of people, you have like a class basically. So they're going through and that cohort goes through the full eight weeks together. Yep. And then they have eight weeks off and then they yeah. can decide, I guess they roll into membership and they become a member of the community if they want after that course. Yep. And then they don't have the same 24 seven, So you know, access. Yeah. But they do have one day a week, you know, which they probably is all they need at that point because you've helped yeah. them establish their foundation and then they could choose to come into the next eight week cohort if they wanted to re up and come into mm-hmm. that. So that's an interesting business model. You you put that together because you like what was the inspiration for the eight weeks on, eight weeks off?
1: I think it was a little of that. You know, when you're in university, you have they do twelve week cycles. You get less than twelve weeks off in the middle. Yeah. But it was really you know, the, the amount of people that start and finish a course are really low compared yeah. to the amount of people that sign
0: up. What's the sparkle number though?
1: Well, most of them, I reckon we must be up around like 60%, which, you know, 60 that's, to 70. That's super
0: aggressive.
1: Yeah. Because what happens is because we don't see them coming in after a couple of weeks, we're actually getting on the phone and making sure that they're okay. And if they're stuck, so I'm also a certified, um, life coach so what i do is if they get stuck i book a life coaching session or two with them to help get their head back in the game
0: so that's usually the case isn't
1: it yeah it's always something to do with their mind that's holding them back but because we see them every day we're there for them we're reaching out to them and we're making sure they're okay and so so then yeah, they usually come back in. To me, it's all about quality, not quantity. And then after the eight weeks, like you said, they do get 12 months in my membership. So people don't always go straight to the school. Some people start in the membership program, which is a monthly membership. Okay. But I also write what we call the Sparkle Maps. So they're a marketing action plan. And it's literally a marketing plan with full automation that I've been using in my business. And I template the whole thing out for them. So they then work on a new one every month and they can go and pick any type of map that they like from an automated list building machine to, you know, setting up automated text messaging or messenger bots or how to run a three-day evergreen webinar challenge. So there's all these variety of marketing plans that we've written and then they just sort of plug them in with all all the templates and just, as we would say, add your own sparkle to it.
0: (laughs) I think that's so great because, you know, for many people, it's really intimidating to get marketing going for their business. Mm. They have you in this eight-week course, walking them through, acquainting them with the terms they need to know, teaching them the concepts that are those core fundamental concepts, and then actually getting to the nitty gritty and offering the support. I don't know that I've really heard too many people doing it that way, but I can't imagine a more perfect way to really create success for your customers and also this great community because you know so often what happens is people want to set it and forget it they just want to make money on autopilot Mm -hmm. and I just I have rarely seen that really work out well for anybody yeah you just I'm glad that you've taken that quality direction because that's the long-term success yeah, it's always attached to that quality of relationship, that quality of education. The fact that you reach out to people who paid you for the course, if they start to avoid the course, mm-hmm. I mean, that's just, it seems like the perfect mix. So I really have to congratulate you on Thank that.
1: You. And I hope yeah. people
0: are listening or thinking about their own business and saying, how can I be a little bit more like Sally? How can I have a little more sparkle to the way that I'm running my business? Because if you're not paying attention at that level, to your customer success, unfortunately, it's gonna reflect itself in the bottom line, but it's also gonna make you weaker when challenges hit, like a virus outbreak or an economy Mm -hmm. downturn. If you would like a resilient company, you have to have this community as part of that combination, as part of that thing. You know, my, my brothers like to frequent this donut place in San Diego, that's where I'm originally from, and it's called Savoy Donuts, and it's in Escondido, it's a little place just a couple you know they run it basically by themselves, but they they memorize everybody 's name that comes in i don 't know how they do it, but they remember their names um, If you show up like if I show up because we moved to Tucson, Arizona, if we go visit you know the family and we go to the donut shop, they remember my name, they know my birthday somehow i don 't know how they figured that out. <laughs> You know, and they they know the kids' names and they ask about the kids if they're not there. Well, where's, you know, where's Ammon? You know, they they really pay attention to those details. And even though it's just a donut shop, you know, quote, unquote, they really put their sparkle on it in terms of getting to know their customers.
1: Fabulous. And
0: because of that, I think it builds great resilience for them, even in times like this, where people want to go out of their way to buy something they may not actually want to eat right now. (laughs) (laughs) just for the sake of supporting them because of that relationship that's been created
1: yeah well, talk like about the whole birthday thing like we do celebrate everyone's birthdays inside of the group as well but we also give out every year like little ribbons for people who have achieved certain things so if they've created their own course or they've gone through and you know done maps we also allow the sparkle sisters because they're coaches consultants and you know a lot of them are helping and teaching through their courses we allow them to share their inner sparkle inside of the community and we store their trainings in our library. So we allow them to step up and actually teach. And it's a, it's a great lead magnet for them as well, teaching inside the sparkle world. So we'll give them little ribbons to acknowledge them for all the different things that they can do inside the sparkle world. And then we have sparkle versaries, And they get little pins. So we've got like little spirit sparkle animals every year. So every year, once they hit their one year anniversary and two year, there's a different little spirit animal pin that they get sent to them as well. So all of those little special touches to make your community members feel loved and appreciated. Yeah. Those sorts of things we also do inside the community.
0: Some of those things can be almost unmanageable if you don't use technology. Ah, uh, right. You mentioned before we started recording, but I'd like you to share, if you don't mind, what is your stack of technologies that you recommend to your? Yeah,
1: so we've niched our niche many times. I used to kind of help in lots and lots of different programs, and I still help because some people come in using certain Something things else, like, yeah. you know, the basics like lead pages, click funnels, and all of those things, MailChimp. But we've really niched down to um, keep an infusion soft, so depending on what level of business they're at, sure. and fix your funnel and acuity. And Kajabi, so they're our four platforms, that, yeah. and of course, you know Zapier to make everything talk to each other. But apart from that, like we've really, we we can sit in there and like I'll have a client jump in and I'll sit with them for an hour, just click here, click there, click here, click there, as they totally build out their funnel in between those programs. And a lot of the time, I find they get stuck with that integration. How do I get them to talk to each other? How do I fire oh. off? you know, this particular type of automation. So those are the four programs we focus on and it works perfectly for for our clients. Yeah.
0: That's really great. You You can't avoid using technology to grow a business these days. I just don't think that that's possible. But so many people get intimidated by it. So I really love the fact that not only do you teach the concepts and the principles that they need to grow their business, but that you also help them with where the rubber hits the road. Because often I see that it's either one or the other, you know, they teach the strategies, but they don't hit the road ever, Mm -hmm. or they just talk about the road and they never have those foundational strategies in place. And so it's like automation for automation's sake, as opposed to automation to accomplish an actual end.
1: Yeah. Well, I love it when they come in and I'm like, all right, what are you working on today? Talk it out. And then by the time I'm finished talking to them, we've got a whole list of tasks that they can complete at the end of the day, you know, so they'll have a set number of tasks to go through in the next one to two days, but also making sure everything works because a lot of them just want to serve, you know, they want to be able to get in and do what they're really, really good at. Yeah.
0: And I'm good run software.
1: <laughs> exactly. is not run the software. Like I'll have them come in and they're like, I have no idea what we set up, but it's working. And I'm like, that's fine. Are you booking appointments? Are you getting to talk to your clients? And yeah. they're like, yeah, it's fabulous. Like we have a fabulous, one of our maps that we wrote, we call it the nine touch follow up system because yes. you've heard it. The fortunes in the follow up, right? Yep. We actually, we ran, everything we put out, we run in our business. If it's successful, we then create a map on it. And this one worked so well that we ended up having to put on extra people on the phones. We had to turn off our Facebook ads uh, because we could not keep up with the amount of appointments and phone calls. But we started out manually texting people when they would come into our pipeline we added Fix Your Funnel. That took off a heap of time. Like we were timing how much time it was taking just to send text messages to individual people. It seems
0: like it would be innocuous, right? Oh, like, oh yeah. No big deal. We'll just send the message out.
1: Yeah. So with the Nine Touch follow-up system, literally they come in, they hit the booking page. If they haven't booked an appointment, within half an hour of that, we have an automatic text message and an email that goes out that says, hey, we saw you went to book an appointment, but you didn't get it, uh, was there not a suitable time? And the conversion rate just with hitting them within that first hot 30 minutes yeah. has been astounding. Uh, and then uh, the girls get on the phone and they call, we, we've got a, you know, one of our benchmarks that so you must make a phone call within 24 hours because that's when they still remember going through your funnel. Yes. You know, leaving a message, but speaking to people, that human to human connection, like that's huge for us. I didn't
0: prepare you for this, but I'm going to ask you some questions. Hopefully, this doesn't put you on the spot too much.
1: Oh, that's all right. Yeah, go for it. You (laughs) just
0: mentioned three mediums that you're utilizing email, texting, and phone calls. What are the rough percentages that you actually get response or interaction with people for each of those?
1: Well, our. Our email, because they've just come through the funnel, we're definitely getting about a 30% open rate because they're still quite warm on our emails.
0: Uh, um, are they just our- clicking through to the appointment from there? or th- So they may have started the process, but then kind of faltered on it. The email reminds mm. them. And so you get 30% are clicking through or is it 30% Yeah, clicking?
1: so it's a 30% open rate. And then yeah. half of those usually click through, but okay. we've got a series of emails. So sure. uh, they don't- but In always- that
0: first half hour, about 15% you end up recovering. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's fabulous. And then what
0: about text?
1: And text messages, oh, I haven't actually tracked the numbers because they just come straight into our phone with Fix Your Funnel and the yeah. girls just automatically start a conversation backwards and forwards. So I haven't reviewed the data f- from what actually you, coming. Do you out.
0: find that people reply to your emails or do they just go do the thing that you ask them to do?
1: So there's a couple of different versions of emails we send out. Most of them just click through. So we have a separate, like they go to a page with a little video to say, oh, yeah. great. You know you've got the time now
0: yeah
1: yeah and they can book their appointment Uh, but then we've also got ones where it says do you need help just reply yes and then we'll get a few of those just yeses back so we make it we make their call to action really really simple but we make sure also there's only one type of call to action in every email so in that nine step automation process we've got six emails and three text messages and yeah, the various ones, one of the text messages is a direct link straight back to the booking calendar.
0: Yeah. Another
1: one is the reply, yes. And that's where the girls start a conversation backwards and forwards with them. And yeah, so it varies just to, I Very guess,
0: good.
1: see where they're comfortable. Well, at. Sure,
0: Everybody's a little bit different. And so some things people are gonna respond to it, others they won't. So you have to mm. communicate to those. For in a recent uh, conversation I had with the gentleman actually out of Egypt, Which you know doesn't show up on your radar very often, but he was Mm -hmm. talking about how there's there's four different types of people. There's those that feel, those that are very process oriented, those that are very logical, and then those that just act from their gut.
1: Yeah,
0: I feel and gut. You know, I had to explain that one to my wife because she was like, "Well, I'm not sure. Those sound the same." But one is, you know, it's more about the feel. Another one is that feeling they have in the gut, which is a little bit different. But that's what he was explaining. I thought that was interesting that you have those different types of, and people aren't just one. They're usually a mixture of all four with two being mm-hmm. more dominant than the other. But when we communicate with people in our marketing, you know, you have the open-ended question. You've got the more direct, go do this thing. And then you've got the, just tell me if it's yes. You know, simplifying yeah. it down for those people that are struggling in some way. I love yeah, that I- variety
1: from from the teaching background, it's that, you know, that kinesthetic learner, you know, the one that oh, likes yes. to touch and do, then you've got, you know, your auditory, the one, and then, you know, and they're the same. They're all either logical or the feelings. I want to know the story. Some people are just like, give me the numbers. Yeah. Uh, what are my conversions going to be? So we try like through all of our automated stuff is to hit each of the different learning styles as well, the way people think, yeah. Yeah,
0: I guess that's probably the benefit for you coming from a teaching background is you learned how to teach in your yes. education, so. Yeah. A lot yeah, of us yeah. don't have that benefit, so we kind of have to fill our way through a <laughs> discovery. Well, hey, that's look, really fascinating. Okay, so I interrupted you and we didn't get to the phone call. I was curious about the phone calls. How many people actually answer the phone?
1: 20%, yeah. yeah. Most of them are voicemails, Pretty much like 80% of them are voicemails. We know that much. That's one number we have tracked, but it's definitely worth it. I think it's that human voice, but also hearing, you know, the three most powerful words people will hear. One is the word love. Two is the word home. And the third one is hearing their own name. So the girls ringing and actually saying their name as well makes it um, that personal touch. Like, wow, there's a real human behind all of this advertising and videos and things so well,
0: yeah i think that- that's a great personification of who you are in your business which is really i think the goal that that we ought to all be going for is how do we make our business more human how mm-hmm. do we allow technology to facilitate the expression of our humanity as opposed to shielding it and i think you've yeah. done a great job based on everything i've heard yeah. of really enhancing the humanity of your business that connection that network, that nurturing of your customers so that they feel like they've got a place where they can get answers to the questions that that Mm -hmm. challenge them. And I know that that puts, you know, there's also this cold kind of financial side of the business that sometimes we think of as being cold, but that really is all built on this warm side of relationship. So if you Uh want a successful business, if you want a long-term business, I really hope that you paid attention to everything Sally was saying because well, She just laid out for you guys that are listening, you gals that are listening, a really perfect formula for creating a really solid long-term business that will actually create a legacy. Because people, even with our short sale genius, we weren't as good as you because it was all a bunch of men. <laughs> and I just don't know that men have the same nurturing, uh, mm. natural talents that women can have. Now, obviously, yeah. not all men and women are exactly the same. Some, But we just were not that way. And then we weren't raised that way. So, you know, I'm the oldest of 13, but there's yeah. nine of us that are boys. Wow. So oh, you know, there was mom, a lot of testosterone. Your mum is a hero. <laughs> oh, <laughs>
1: <yeah. goodness. laughs> we well, were,
0: we weren't awesome. exactly the most, you know, touchy feely uh, group. Yeah. We did have a, a good team member that helped us to enhance that. Yeah. He was a man too, but he was better at helping us cover some of those bases. But because of that community that we created with, those customers, even though that business was one that we shut down because short sales weren't going to last forever. We knew we was going to shut it down. We still get reach out from those, those individuals that we helped with fond mm. memories of that time when we, we served and we worked and we battled together, so to speak.
1: Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's why always,
0: what you're doing.
1: It's fabulous. We always, you know, you talk about B2B businesses and B2C businesses, h to h you know, human to human. And uh, you were talking about, you know, the cold word of, you know, money and selling. We don't even talk about it like that inside the Sparkle world. Selling is helping. If somebody can buy your product, we can help them solve a problem or create a transformation. I mean, we're all, we've all got an inner sparkle or a zone of genius that's there to connect with others to help it uplift each other. So if we can sell our product, then we're helping other people. We can help, you know, and leave a legacy behind as well. So selling to us is a beautiful word. Selling and marketing gets me so excited because I know the more I sell, the more I can help. Yeah. Yeah. I think
0: that's really important too, because we all have these different frames that we use to interpret the world around us. And a lot of people have, kind of a messed up frame around selling
1: mm-hmm. and
0: money and because of that they'll self-sabotage and I'm sure that like as a it. life coach and you know with all the work mm-hmm. that you've done with your ladies that you've developed skills to help them recognize how to reframe that based on what you just said that that's a perfect frame. I, that's kind of how I always had to look at it because I'm not like a, a cold person I don't think and <laughs> so I for me I always look at it as if you're not helping somebody, really helping them with their problems, then yeah, you don't deserve any money. But if you do, you definitely deserve what it is that you ask for because you're really creating value for those folks and really making a difference in their lives and making it easier for them to reach their dreams and all that, so. Mm, That's it. I think that look, that that focus, that perspective on things. In fact, did you ever get a copy of my book, The Messaging Connection?
1: No, I did not. Okay,
0: I'm gonna send you one right after this.
1: Yeah, fabulous. Uh,
0: It'll be the digital audio version, so you can just listen to it if you want. That's (laughs) good.
1: I'm a a total listener, podcast and audible. uh, I fall asleep. As soon as my husband starts snoring, the headphones go in and a podcast goes on or a book goes on (laughs) and that drowns out the sound. (laughs)
0: Well, in one of my first chapters, I talk about how you see people changes Mm -hmm. everything because, you know, for us in the messaging connection, I'm talking about texting and how important it is and how powerful it can be. But if you see people as money bags, as opposed to real humans with real problems Mm. trying to get somewhere in their life, it will mess up all of your messaging. So even though the mechanics of sending a text message gets better visibility, and we know all the advantages inherently because we all text with other people. But those are to no avail. In fact, they'll accelerate your demise if you see people the wrong way. Mm -hmm. One of my first chapters is you have to start seeing people the right way, which is as humans, just like you. And that yeah. H to H that you talked about, you know, yeah. that heart to heart. Totally. I thought you were going to say heart to heart because that's how I think about it too. Yeah, which is the same beautiful. Thing, right? Yeah, is yeah, yeah. Until you connect with the heart of somebody, you really haven't connected. Mm. So you can connect on the money side. You can connect on some, you know, fear side or something like that. But that's not really a connection. That's a temporary hold someone still so you can talk to them. But until you connect at the heart level, you're really not there. And the best way to connect to the heart level is really to be sincerely concerned about the well-being of another individual.
1: Yeah. A hundred percent agree. One of our brand values we have, we've got a few brand values, but one we hold really, really dear is good karma is treating others the way you want to be treated. And, yeah. you know, we do give a lot away inside the sparkle world. I actually did a whole year at one stage where I practice good karma for my communication design side of my business when I was doing lots more design and I kind of lost my passion for designing and decided that I was only going to give away design work and have people donate to a charity of my choice to have design work done and just by giving and sharing I ended up winning this huge award in front of thousands of people for serving others and then a year later I'm like okay I did the year of good karma i'm just going to go live now i went live for 365 days straight (laughs) teaching stuff to people anything like you could literally if you wanted to spend you know half a lifetime going through all of my (laughs) videos online you could piece together everything that i teach but just not in you know it's not in the right order of course like you do inside a course but for a whole year Every single day I went live and shared something to help others. Uh, Now that alone grew from, I had 2000 followers at the start of that 12 month challenge. By the end of it, I had over 70,000 followers on social just by giving and serving. And I think we're now over a hundred and something thousand followers, but it all came from that place of serving first about giving and in return, you know, those that you know do want to pay they get that extra bit of love but we know like every time i would go live i would tell myself i don't care if they buy or not as long as they take something away yeah. and take action to change their lives where, and then it just spread around where does like that everyone.
0: perspective come from because that's not just something that happens you know what i mean <sighs> Yeah. Where where did, where's the, what's the genesis or the seed?
1: So I've been through a, a lot. I've got a lot of stories. I think my biggest one, my biggest story, and one of the hardest stories I had to share, which I can now share without getting upset, was we lost a son and he made us realize how life is so goddamn short. Like it is so short. He was a fleeting, you know he was here and he was gone and it really made us appreciate life and the feeling of giving and like i don't want to leave this world and not feel as though i've contributed to the world and to society now his very very short life and i'm not after a pity party i'm not that type of person but his short beautiful life was enough for us to celebrate the beauty Of life and what he left behind was his own little little legacy to our family and both myself and my husband both work from home we both do what we love to do like we could have taken the easy road and had a higher paying job and and all of that but we chased what it was that made us happy by choice and we want to give that to others. We want other people to experience that as well. So he was our defining moment. Prior to that, we both worked in corporate. We both worked, you know, I worked in a government department prior to that. After that, he resigned where he was. I couldn't work for a while. And, you know, I'd always been an entrepreneur, but I was like, from then on, I had to do what I loved. And yeah, that was sort of the defining point in our lives where we started to really chase our dreams and our passions and we celebrate him we celebrate him every year like he actually last week he would have been 16 and every year at christmas we go out as a family and we shop together we go and buy a christmas present for a boy who would have been his age and we donate it under a wishing tree in his name to give to pay that forward so he's our little angel and he's to be celebrated and not mourned
0: yeah. You know, I think, uh, and again, thank you for sharing that. That's a very personal, intimate thing you yeah. shared. Thank I've, you. I know no, that, well, that means a lot. For makes people our listening. world
1: sparkle. Yeah. He makes I, us.
0: I just, think if there's a principle that really is deep in that is the principle that those things that we can interpret as major tragedies and they are in many ways could be defined that way. Also, Can if if we turn our heart the right direction become Mm -hmm. inspiration for so much good that laid dormant within us, but could only be squeezed out through the agony of yeah of these challenges that we face.
1: Some people could go one of two ways, and I think if you one thing that people can't you know lots of things can happen in your life, but nobody can change your thought processes. You know, whatever you choose to think is your own reality. That's not woohoo. It's not all, but what it is that you think is your own reality. It is what you create for yourself. You, you know, there are people out there who, who will blame others for them not being successful or make excuses or, you know, but at the end of the day, it's what we think and then what we turn into action because of those thoughts and feelings that we have that will define us as, who we are so i truly believe that that's one thing that people can't take away from you is is our thoughts and what yeah. we do with them yeah
0: 100% agree you know, in front of my in front of me on my desk i have this little it's a little ink drawing of a cow with mm-hmm. this big old uh, bell hanging around its neck it was a, it's crumpled up and it's a little ripped on the edges the the actual original picture this is a photo of that And this was a little ink drawing that a friend of mine found when her friend committed suicide. Mm. And that friend of mine ended up committing suicide.
1: Oh, wow.
0: And so I keep it in front of me to remind me of that truth that you you learned with your son, that life is Mm. so short. Oh, yes. That there are people that need hope. Mm-hmm. People need someone to point them in the right direction when they're having a, a moment of challenge and where things are really hard. Yeah, because mm-hmm. we're all in this together, and if we are willing to be that light to point people in the right direction, everything else you do will be fulfilling. When right. you're willing to to do that, and the world needs people to step up because there are some people that don't have the energy to do it right now.
1: Right. They don't have
0: okay. yeah. they don't have it in them to find the hope on their own. And they need someone like a Sally Sparkles. <laughs> they need they need somebody out there that is willing to shine, that is willing to point them in the right direction, to offer them some hope, give them a hand. You know, that's really why I do this this interview mm. series is because there are so many great people doing hard, good work. And as as you listen to this, hopefully you get inspired to to be a little bit more like Sally. To, you know, to shine a little bit brighter, to think about those things that drive you to do the things that you do in your business. Being in business on your own can be lonely. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I, you know, joining a network that is like Sally's, like if you're part of Sally's people, you, you probably should t- talk to Sally. <laughs> if you're not in Sally's uh, group, there are groups out there for you, you know. Yes. Find that group, get that support, as because as an entrepreneur, you know, I'm fortunate I have four brothers that work with me. One's my partner, two that work with my team. And then I have my son that works with me. So I'm fortunate I have that kind of that community just within our own business. And I've got my team members and they're like family to me. So we have that kind of built into our business. But if you're one of these solopreneurs or you're a small team, sometimes it can feel really lonely. So get one of those networks. Give yourself some people that can be your people, that can you can lean on, that you can ask questions. I, I, I wish to God, that there were more Sally's out there creating mm-hmm. these little communities that could support people because there are way more people that need them than there are communities that exist. But if you happen to be one of Sally's people and, and you feel like I, I could use some help, I could use someone to, to point me in the right direction, I would strongly encourage you to reach out to Sally. Sally, what's the best way for someone to get a hold of you?
1: So Sally Sparks Cousins on Facebook, that's kind of where we hang out most of the time. And then also Sparkle Class Academy is our online website, but we're always on Facebook and we've got a free community group that any female coaches, consultants, and healers and course creators can join it's called sparkle suite and um, I run free coaching in there every single week and we do a lot of pro bono work and and that as well so I, I always take on uh, a handful of pro bono clients every every six weeks as well so yeah
0: lots of yeah, paying great. it forward thank you so much mm. really you're welcome thank
1: on. you so much it's been so lovely chatting with you I've really yeah, really enjoyed it seeing.